0: You're listening to Solar Insiders, a fortnightly update on the ins and outs of the solar industry and what it means for consumers, with Renew Economies editor Charles Parkinson and leading solar industry veteran Nigel Morris. Solar Insiders is brought to you by SunWiz, makers of PV cell software and solar analytics, suppliers of intelligent solar monitoring.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Solar Insiders. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of Renew Economy and One Step Off the Grid. And joining me as usual is Nigel Morris from Solar Analytics. Nigel, how are you? Terrific, Giles. How are you this week? Pretty good, I think. It stopped raining finally up here on the north coast and got a bit of fine weather. And um, most of all, a very interesting election result last weekend. Um, My goodness, wasn't it? I hadn't been to an election party since um
0: since Kevin 07, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a, I was at a party actually one of my friends had a had a 50th birthday and um it got taken over by the the live tweets coming out of that it was pretty Pretty historic. Actually. It was really interesting. I actually went to a party that was dedicated to, to, to this
1: event. And um, <laughs> my great fear is that because of this result, the election's actually going to be held on the day of my son's wedding. Oh, so no. I warned him. So look, it's the, it's, the it's the A-League Grand Final that day and also the election. So I said, just have plenty of big screens around the place, mate, and let will keep everyone happy. I <laughs> don't think that went down too well.
2: And, anyway. Charles, what's
0: your take? Look, you're a good... You're, a good, um, uh, you're an experienced guy. Do you think that climate change, do you really think that climate change had a big impact on the result in Wentworth or was it just the ousting of Turnbull? I'm hearing mixed reviews and I'd really like to know your thoughts. Look, I'm not really too sure because I haven't spent much
1: time in Wentworth since the time I I spent um, six weeks at um, staying at a friend's place in King's Cross in 1986. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Though I have been to Bondi Beach a few times. Um, Look, a couple of points. This is not going to change the Coalition 1 iota. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, the best i heard of today from some of the small L liberals saying, let's do something about climate change, was to throw another billion dollars in the emissions reduction fund. Well, that's a bit of a joke. Uh-huh. Um, that's not actually doing anything. That's just pretending to do something. So, look, you know, this battle between the right and the left of the Liberal Party is going to have to get fought out sometime and probably best to do it in opposition. And hopefully that happens um, next year um climate change look it's interesting this is the second this is the second um by-election in just over a month that's been won by an independent a mm. doctor and someone who has put climate change at the top of their agenda and has unseated a liberal in the case of the new south wales seat of wagga wagga for the first time in 61 years and in the case of the seat of wentworth forever Wow. So, um, oh, excuse me, someone's ringing my phone. Oh, it's my son about his wedding. He's just got angry about that. <laughs> I'm not changing the date, Dad. I'm not changing the date. Um, anyway, so look, um, look but what I found fascinating was this idea that uh, in, in Karen Phillips, you had a very strong woman, um, mm. a very intelligent woman, a very eloquent woman, um Talking about climate change, and other important if, issues, refugees, tapping into the anger of getting rid of Malcolm Turnbull, mm. um, the man who everyone thought would do something about climate change but didn't. Mm. Um, it's really quite fascinating, and I, I saw the same thing on um, Q and A last night, uh, particularly with the Liberals, managed to sort of throw up a um, Philip Ruddock, you know, just the classic sort of you know ageing white man. Just didn't get it at all, mm. and it's going to be fascinating to know if Jane Caro, a um, an author and um, um, uh, um, commentator, uh, puts a hand up to um, challenge for Tony Abbott. For my seat Abbott. in Warringah. your mm. seat in Warringah. Well, you can, mm-hmm. you can, you know, you might have the casting vote, Nigel. <laughs>
0: John. Well, I'll be voting. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, well, look, it's interesting. interesting. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. you'd think that, you'd think there'd be a message in that somewhere around climate and renewable energy that the. Um, uh, that the coalition would start to get it, but they just don't seem to be.
1: Now, look, well, on Tuesday, on Tuesday they, um, they came out um, with their sort of package for sort of keeping electricity prices down. And mm. by the looks of things, I'm not too sure any of it's actually going to keep down. It's the idea of putting a default price on electricity. Mm. Um, one of the risks of that is that you sort of clip the sort of the outrageous pricing and the, and, 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 um, from the people who can't, who can't be bothered searching around. Um, or two layers you don't know at the top end, but that means that clips all the big discounts at the bottom end. And if you narrow it too far, you're actually going to kill competition in the market. So that's not such a great idea. Mm. They also announced their plans for you know supporting a new generator. And I reckon this is their last gasp to keep coal in the system. Basically, the way it's being framed is the way I see it. Um, is that basically they're just finding any way they possibly can to encourage. Well, I don't think they're going to get a new coal-fired generator. I think they understand that now. But certainly my analysis was that um, if you happen to be the owner of the Vales Point uh, coal-fired power station in New South Wales who happened to talk to the Monash Forum Parliament House last week, then this um, tender is designed for you. Mm. Um, Despite the fact that Snowy Hydro came out um, on Tuesday as well and actually said that their tender for wind and solar had shown that the prices of renewables backed by firming was considerably cheaper than existing baseload coal and current wholesale prices. And that's the government owned retailer, I should point out, headed by a man who doesn't really like renewables all that much, but can't deny what the spreadsheet tells you. So look, the good news from the government so far is that they've unveiled a package of things and they haven't said boo about the EZRES, the uh, rebate for the rooftop solar. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they'll dare in the current investment climate. So that's Mm -hmm. probably good news. Mm -hmm. Um, But some interesting things happening in the state um, um, thing on on, on batteries, which you want to bring uh, your attention to. But um, before you do that, and I know I've been talking for an awful long time, um, the Tesla Powerwall price, um, as one step off the grid wrote about a couple of weeks ago, from our intelligence gathering at the All Energy conference, has had a price rise in effect of two thousand dollars all installed. So, yep. um, bumps up to yep. fourteen thousand dollars. So, um, household storage certainly is not cascading downwards. It seemed to, um, it did cascade downwards when Powerwall two was released, but um, hasn't moved a hasn't moved an inch, inch and it, Inch since, since. God, it's hard to say. Yeah. And um, is now is, is is bouncing up again?
0: And yeah, and 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 look, when we get to the end, uh, when we get towards the end, and we start talking about EVs, I've got some breaking news on that very topic, actually. So we'll we'll come back to that one again and talk about prices. Speaking of prices, Adelaide is interesting because I was digging in. Um, one of our guys went down for one of the info sessions and been watching um, and talking to a lot of people out there, and it's interesting that the uh, program was the adelaide battery program was um uh was supposed to be the details were supposed to be announced by uh, uh, about the 18th was what everyone had in mind and there as yet has been no further detail there is quite a bit of detail on the website and i had a dig around today checking for an update um and um was really actually i was quite impressed by what they've done down there it's another great example of state policy really looking into the detail and getting some of it right. For example, what I didn't realize was that renters can apply to this, which I think is a wonderful thing as a renter. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity in that. There is clearly a huge opportunity in the rental market for solar and for batteries. And so this is a great thing. Um, I Also picked up that uh, priority will be given in the first nine weeks of the scheme to batteries that are manufactured or assembled in South Australia. Now we knew that Sonnen um, was planning a facility down there to do some assembly so um, good luck to them I don't know why they picked nine weeks and what the magic why there's a magic thing around nine weeks but there you go well,
1: I'd suggest that's nine weeks that probably takes up from the formal announcement to the details up to Christmas how about that
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so get get rolling yeah get rolling uh, justify the investment in the in the facility that they want to build and so forth that would make sense um, mm. and, and, and the other thing that I really like um, was that there was some scaling built into the program so Basically, you know how much you get scales up. So, the more you invest in batteries yourself, the more you're willing to invest, the more rebate you get. That's a nice way to encourage um, good sized batteries, but likewise, it also scales down over time. So, as batteries when and if batteries do start coming back down in price then the amount of rebate that will be available can be adjusted during the during the life of the trial um so some good good detail that they have built in everyone's busting at the chops now just waiting to see what's going on and chatting to a couple of big guys yesterday um everyone the, the punters are getting impatient um you know and it's hurting retail business um because you know like everyone's waiting for the money so until they know whether they're eligible or not and all those kinds of things it's uh, it's proving tricky. Yeah, well, that's, um, yeah, just to sort of um, put my little view on that one. So mm. this is the $100 million. So it's
1: interesting. So this is the South Australian, the new Liberal government has come out with this scheme. And yes. they did actually announce this um, scheme last October, November. And then the South Australian, then Labor government came out with their own different scheme. So what's interesting about this is that the new Liberal government has adopted some of those things that the South Australia, that the Labor government had proposed. So, for instance, scaling it down and making it a bit more interesting for low-income households, mm-hmm. the Labor scheme was designed as a no-cost entry into solar and storage for targeting sort of um, uh, housing trust homes, as they call it, which is um, basically sort of state housing. So these guys at least try to scale it to to make it a bit more attractive to low-income households. And as you say, you've done it for renters. You can get some more
0: money for it if you're... you're, if you're low-income yeah, you, you, housing.
1: Yep. Yeah, you get a high rebate um yep. for that and um and, and it does renters, which is a good idea, and it also scales down over time. So I think it's about up to six thousand dollars initially. Now um, if you time six thousand dollars by forty thousand, um you're gonna end up with a whole lot more than one hundred million dollars. So um, obviously <laughs> it's gonna scale down considerably because it's a hundred million dollar mm-hmm. package supported mm-hmm. By um, 100 million dollars in finance from the Clean Energy Finance Corporation, which is going to be distributed through um, a company called Rate Setters. Rate Setters, mm. and um, and so that actually bring means that there's actually a sort of, and so that actually bring means that there's actually a sort of a payback for a couple of years in uh, loan, which also make it um, a bit more palatable for low-income households. Mm. And they've tried to make it a bit more um, mm. user-friendly for virtual power plants, so all the batteries will. Be required to have the capability of being linked, and um, you know the ability to sort of orchestrate them in a, in in, an, um, in a um, VPP. Well, there's no compulsory, uh, there's no compulsion to do
0: that, but. Um, yeah, VPP ready. Everyone's scratching their heads, VPP going, ready. "What? What exactly does VPP ready and 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 what qualifies you as VPP ready?" I know we're we're having a lot of internal discussions about that because we're playing in some of those markets and have indeed played in some VPP trials before, but. Um, yeah, a bit of a I just, I just presumed there. it was connected to the internet, but it must mean something more than that. <laughs> no, it does. It's 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 where it gets really messy and well, messy, complicated, right? It gets really complicated, um, especially around security and access and agreements. You know, a lot of the mm. challenges in VPP are around the legal agreements and and the expectations that people have of what's going to happen and not happen. Um, um, and and you've really got to do some detailed work to understand what the impact is that you're having if you're if you're consuming some of that capacity. You know how does that affect the life? How does it affect the savings that that householder thought they were going yeah. to get by investing their own money? So yeah, you know, I think that's the, that's where the devil is in the detail. And and ho- hopefully the government will take uh, uh, you know reasonable approach to that and just say, well, look, this is going to take a bit of time to work out.
1: Yeah, look, there's all this idea about sort of orchestration and sort of making sure that everyone can actually, you know, get it together and do that thing. But, you know, I hate mm. to think that we relied on the VPP and that was completely undone because you switched your on at
0: home when you weren't supposed yeah. to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're going to feel guilty about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny, you know, it's, it's an interesting point you make because my wife, uh, my dear wife, as you know, runs a bar and they had a blackout the other night that went for four hours. And um, the implications of that is their business is dead. Even in a bar, right? You, you you cannot transact. In fact, the law says you've got to get everyone off the premises. So you know, in this day and age, we are very very reliant on on um, connectivity. Mm. Um, and so you know, if you lose that connectivity, even though you might have power, if you lose connectivity, well, you can't VPP anything without a reliable connection. So.
2: Yeah, really interesting to see. Um, Mm,
0: Look, it's interesting um, because we've talked in the past about Solar Victoria and the
1: the solar scheme in Victoria, which is going to combine a little bit of battery storage as well with this Mm. mammoth scheme of 2.6 gigawatts um, over 10 years. Um, Presumably, the Labor government gets re-elected at their election next month. But in the meantime, they have locked in 24,000 homes to um, get the government support for a new 4 kilowatt solar system. And Mm. as we talked in the last episode, Solar Victoria has been very concerned about some of the uh, dodgy activities going on, some of the scammers out there. Um, mm-hmm. A big scheme attracts a lot of cowboys. And so I had a bit of a chat to Stan Krubak from Solar Victoria, and um, this is how it went. Stan the from Solar Victoria, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Giles. Look, and I hope I got the pronunciation of your name right, but um, anyway, maybe you should just repeat it just to make just get it right on the record anyway. Do you want it in Croatian? It's Kripan. In Croatian, oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm not gonna try and imitate that, but I think we know the name now. Yeah. Um, so tell me, um, so Dan, you're, you're um, uh, with Solar Victoria and it's your responsibility to get, to put together this scheme which in its initial stage is rolling out 20, in, in, solar installations in 24,000 um, 24, homes, is that right?
2: Well, that's right. So Giles, just to explain that Sustainability Victoria has been delighted to deliver this program for the Victorian government, the Solar Homes Program, and to do that we've um, effectively set up a dedicated business unit called Solar Victoria, which is the brand that's delivering the program. Um, And that scheme will deliver over the next 12 months 24,000 solar PV rebates uh, and another 6,000 solar hot water rebates. Fantastic, and what's been the response? It's been terrific, actually, uh, and I think that's probably not a surprise to your listeners. We know that um, solar saves people money and that uh, more than 80% of Victorians, as I'm sure in many other parts of the country, uh, are supportive of clean energy, Um, and this is a great program which allows people to access a 50% rebate. So what sort of numbers have you got so far, showing interest? Yeah, look, we've had uh, more than 10,000 expressions of interest since the program began. Now, not all of those will come through as applications for rebate of, rebates, of course, uh, but it demonstrates to me, I think, the level of interest uh, and that this is hitting a sweet spot where it's making solar PV just that bit more affordable uh, for the bulk of Victorians. So we think um, around 80% of Victorians will be eligible uh, under the program, but obviously it's going to depend on who comes through and um, and uh, who's interested.
1: Because I guess one of the big challenges with solar PV is actually making it affordable to probably the people that actually need it most, which is
2: those lower income households. Are you pretty confident that's going to hit the mark there? Well, look, there's a couple of things. Firstly, obviously, the prices are coming down uh, all the time. The 50% rebate is up to a maximum of $2,225, but there's still a significant outlay, of course, with $2,000. We think that that does reach uh, a sort of broad population. But obviously, in terms of low income, uh, there's still a gap there that makes it Uh, difficult to afford. Uh, For that part of it though, um, the government has uh, included not-for-profit social housing providers as eligible under the scheme. So it does mean that uh, low-income Victorians who are part of a social housing uh, model, uh, and there are a variety of community housing providers in in Victoria, um, will be eligible and so they will reap those benefits.
1: Well, that's great, but look, um, where there's a a good idea and there's a a good system, there's often a flip side, and um, you've been a bit worried about um, some of the cowboys who have come into the market. Tell us what's been happening and what you want to do about it and what your warning is to consumers.
2: Yeah, thanks, uh, Giles. Look, uh, it's it's not a new issue that there are, unfortunately, people out there who would seek to take advantage of uh, people who are interested in solar um, or indeed of, of any uh, new product uh, and um, it's not new to the solar industry unfortunately either. Um, we've been delighted with the level of response and engagement we've had from the from the solar industry, from installers, from retailers, those who are doing the right thing uh, and the peak bodies have been incredibly... Uh, helpful uh, in that in helping us design the scheme and roll it out but unfortunately there are you know I'd say a handful at least that have come to our attention in the first few weeks um, that have been quite concerning and we've jumped on that immediately Uh, We've worked very closely with Consumer Affairs uh, Victoria to promote their buyer's guides. Uh, Consumer Affairs Victoria has set up a task force in Victoria to uh, immediately respond to such complaints, and we've had a great deal of responsiveness uh, there, but we're also working with the Clean Energy Council and others to make sure that they're helping us uh, raise the standards of the industry, and we think that that's in everybody's interest. From a consumer (laughs) perspective, yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, no, so so just tell us exactly what, what are these people doing then?
2: Yeah, look, uh, so again, not new, but unfortunately, I think uh, perhaps ramping up in the last few weeks, but things like fake websites, uh, we're seeing social media pages that are trying to replicate or look like solar box buy schemes that are very popular with local governments, but are in fact fronts for some businesses. Uh, we've seen a couple of ads that have been quite concerning, uh, kind of suggesting either that rebates are running out, which is just not true, it's not the case at all, um, or that they have some association with the Victorian government. And our message to consumers in the industry is that's just not on. Um, the only way to confirm and guarantee that you are eligible for these rebates is through Solar Victoria, solar.vic.gov.au, um, and the information and guidance about how to apply, buyer's guides, linked links to Consumer Affairs and Clean Energy Council are all up there. Um, and I think that's the best way to kind of inform yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's the only way that you'll guarantee that you're, you're eligible. Um, to their credit, so, so a couple are... of these... Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. no, yeah, no you're on. Uh, to the to credit. their credit, a couple of the companies um, that we've uh, detected, because we've been proactively monitoring ads and particularly social media, um, to their credit, um, the three that we have contacted have immediately pulled down or amended their to their ads to something uh, that has been acceptable to us.
1: So what was the concern then that they were just sort of um just sort of um just sort of laying on a bit thick in the selling process and um, and that was considered unfair to consumers or is there a risk of actually just sort of taking money or just actually giving them dodgy panels?
2: look, I think that's the generous view is that people are being a bit rich with some of their their advertising and and some of that we've seen. but we are concerned from a, a broader uh, broader deterrent issue if you like, which is why consumer affairs and the peak bodies have been so uh, helpful. it's in everybody's interest that we've got a A clean industry um, to use that term Uh, and uh, from that perspective we just want to stamp these things out as soon as we are aware of them in order to protect uh, consumers but it does extend more broadly you know we haven't had any complaints around um, uh, the quality of panels for instance or installations but the design of the scheme obviously replicates the clean energy regulators model uh, and we will over time ratchet that up to a preferred provider list, a preferred uh, um, uh, panel or technology list, and we're also looking at things like smart inverters towards the end of this year.
1: Okay, so how, co- how can a customer take protective action against this? How can they tell that something's um, not right?
2: Yeah, look, uh, our advice is if it. A- Seems too good to be true, it usually is. Uh, But beyond that, I think uh, some of those basic things, this is a significant outlay for many families. Um, You know, you're looking at um, $2,000 and upwards, Um, and so, the usual things apply, really inform yourself, get quotes, ask your friends, neighbors and family. As we know, many people already have solar panels and um, uh, they'll have uh, be able to share their experience. Um, there are buyer's guides that link to our website from both the Clean Energy Council, um, Consumer Affairs Victoria has their own, and of course other agencies like Renew have theirs. They're all very helpful. Uh, we will eventually provide our own buyer's guides, but those have all been linked to our um, to our website. You should be asking about things like warranties, what happens in terms of service, uh, any sort of um, uh, alarm bells that might uh, occur to you around any substantial appliance purchase.
1: Fair enough. Okay, okay. Well, look, good for you for doing this and, and and acting so damn quickly on it. Actually, I mean it's um it's it's pretty impressive. I mean almost before this sort of the, almost the moment the shingle went up, the cowboys got out of bed, and, but um you guys were alert to it and um and looked to do something about it. And um, I think that's great. And particularly with the plan to roll out to six hundred and fifty thousand households and two point six gigawatts, we've got to make sure that um we get decent equipment installed.
2: Well, absolutely. And um, our objective is to protect consumers. Obviously, um, a big focus of um, the design of the program has been around the safety, uh, not only of installations and the units and making sure that we've got the right people putting uh, putting them in, but also in terms of workplace safety, and we've worked with the safety regulators around both energy and workplace uh, safety. I think it's this, uh, uh, this part of the market um, where there have been, I, I think, practices in the past that people thought they might be able to get away with. Uh, we 've had great support from across industry and peak bodies and the regulators um, uh, to really make sure that consumers are protected uh, and that you know what we want is a, a buoyant, thriving solar industry as i 'm sure you and your listeners do uh, and I think this is the way to achieve it is really just to be transparent and say you know some of this has, has, uh, has really got to stop.
1: Good on, yeah. Well Stan, thanks for joining us, and um, good luck to you and, um, and, um, and look well done. Thanks, Charles. So that was uh, Stan Kerpak from Solar Victoria. Um, yes, I mean, Nigel, just you know, as, as we say, you just you can't be too careful out there. And um, if someone's ringing you up and making offers over the phone, um, that's a double good reason to check them out and probably not do business with them, but certainly check them
0: out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and I think you know the use of the CEC approved retailer program in more and more state program uh, state uh, uh, rebate programs um, like in South Australia and in Queensland is, is a really good sign that, um, I guess, a, that that program is, is functional. It works. And there are now more than a hundred signed up and the rate of people signing up to that program now that it's connected to the rebates has gone through the roof, which is great. And, you know, at the end of the day, what, what all of these programs really want to do is ensure that good gear gets in, that consumers are treated well, um, uh, that anyone who, behaves in a misleading way, or, or is non-compliant on a workmanship perspective, or is offering poor after-sales service, or is offering dodgy quotes, or their terms and conditions aren't right, or they're operating unethically, um, they should be squeezed, they should be pushed out of that market very, very quickly. And, and that's where the approved retailer program does have value. And it's great to see the state governments you know, getting behind programs like that and, and making sure that those rules are in place.
1: Good on. Had hey, before we go to the next segment. Just want to point out and thank our sponsors, um, Solar Analytics and PV Cell from Sunwiz. Um, thank you both for your ongoing sponsorship of this podcast. Now, um, time for good solar crap. Solar. Um, some tips. On to avoid crap solo this week. Now, the first one is South is okay, and I mm. presume you're not talking about your holiday home in France.
0: <laughs> no, the holiday house in France is relying on the t shirt sales, unfortunately, Charles. So, <laughs> Well, that's um, not going to happen anytime soon, is it? Oh, no, you know, I'm optimistic. But hey, um, no, South is okay, and and I've it's been really, really interesting, you know, anyone who, who came from a off-grid um, background, we all grew up uh, wanting to get, you know, our solar panels at, you know, plus or minus half a degree of the perfect pitch to get the maximum amount of annual energy we could for our customers and to keep their batteries topped up. But we're at the point now, and there's an increasing number of people out there saying, well, you know, I don't want to spoil you, Ruth. Uh, your roof um, you've got a lovely south facing roof maybe I can put them on the south roof and you know curse the thought a few years ago we would all all been jumping up and down um, and saying that's the wrong thing to do but you know what it's not necessarily the wrong thing to do today um, you will, of course, get lower, uh, less annual output. Um, you will, of course, have a lower winter output. But if you have a very high summer output when the sun's very really high up overhead and you're not worried about maximizing your annual output um, and you don't mind throwing, or you don't mind throwing a, f- a few extra panels on, it's not a bad option. And I've seen some really, really good examples of south facing systems recently. So, um the, the consumer advice I would give is if someone is proposing to put them on the south facing roof, they'd want to be a damn good reason, firstly, and secondly, you'd want to see the um, adjusted outputs. So south is okay, but be careful and make sure that you're getting good advice.
1: So basically, you can go south if you haven't got a better option.
0: Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. um, particularly for aesthetic reasons or for roof maximisation, um, you know, getting as much solar as you can up on the roof.
1: Well, there's often some heritage issues too because some um, some streetscapes don't allow solar panels to be seen from the, um, from, the fr- from the front of the house.
0: Yep, correct, correct. And a lot of the newer developments too. My dad's about to get an upgrade on his place and we had to go through quite a lengthy process to get, um, to get the sign-off from the body corp to make sure that they were okay with the location of the panels. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Now, AC and DC cables.
0: AC and DC. Now, AC DC, um, you know, good if it's a band, bad if it's electricity in the same conduit. And um, we still see AC and DC mix, being mixed together. So, you know, that is a, just an absolute blatant um, uh, breach of the rules. Um, it's now, um, now,
1: hang on. How does this happen? Because aren't the people putting in solar panels electricians? Don't they even know that?
0: Well... That's a, a whole nother topic that we can talk about if you want to talk about... So
1: you're suggesting that sometimes they're not... Skilled
0: versus unskilled people. Well, I, I would argue that it is definitely an unskilled, um, ignorant toad uh, who is putting AC and DC cables in the same conduit. It is the dumbest thing ever. It's uh, it's illegal. It shouldn't be done. And it's just introducing all sorts of problems. But lo and behold, um, you know, bless Crap solar a photo of an example today where they were mixed together and it's just... Wrong, 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 wrong. So um, another tip for users is, you know, just make sure that you're watching where the cables are are going and make sure your installer explains how they've done everything according to the regs.
1: Now, talking about skilled tradesmen, um, my jaw dropped when I saw this next one. Uh, Getting your roof painted, make sure they know that they shouldn't
0: paint your solar panels. Mm -hmm. Don't
1: tell me. Don't uh, tell me. Oh, look,
0: it's not the first photo I've seen. In fact, I think it's maybe like three in the last month. So getting your roof tiles typically painted, um, nice thing to do, makes the house look great. But there was a photo on there a couple of days ago of a beautiful uh, terracotta tile roof And the nice blue solar panels that had terracotta red overspray right across the panels. You Um, are kidding me. I've got
1: to to publish that photo.
0: Oh, it is a cracker. With due acknowledgement to
1: crap solar, but still. Yeah, it, it is a
0: cracker. And you just go, really? That is not something that anyone should have to think about talking to the roof painters about. But sure enough, it is. Um, again, it's about you know unskilled people being on your roof um, and not understanding what they're doing. So you know, we've seen it all. It'd be interesting. We've got to do a top one hundred of these crap solar tips because you know some of them are just incredulous, but they happen. Could so be the new, be it could be
1: the new Christmas coffee book: one hundred and
0: one really dumb things to do with solar panels. <laughs> That's right. Can I reckon we'll dedicate, it to, I reckon, dedicate I reckon... it to Craig Pe- Kelly. I think. <laughs> I, reckon, I wonder if Craig Kelly's got solar on his roof. Um, Some, um, we, so. we know
1: that Angus Taylor's got solar on his farm, but, um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, jeez. Um, mm. I reckon I reckon painting your, painting your solar panels red would be right up there, I reckon. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's a cracker. I've, yeah. I've seen yeah. them different
0: colours, not just red. We'll find a mix. Mm.
1: You? Mm. Now, look, I'm going to have to disappoint um, you um, about um, you're expecting to talk about EVs. Um People, we are going to talk about EVs, but it's actually going to be in a different episode. So people, if you want to hear about our EV stories, mm. you're going to have to sort of um, wait to the end of this, go back to the website, or go back to your um, your favourite podcast carrier and click on The, the Driven, because uh-huh. um, Nigel and I are going to have our first collaboration on The Driven podcast. That's for our new electric vehicle website. And we're going to go through all the, um, all the latest EV news. All the big news. So, um, we got looking breaking forward to news. that one. Yeah, yeah, they've got to
0: tune in because there's breaking news. There's
1: breaking news. There's breaking news. <laughs> tune in now. Tune in now. <laughs> okay, everyone. Hey, Nigel, thanks for this. Um, thanks to our um, sponsors once again, uh, Solar Analytics, and and um, we'll be back again in a fortnight. Thanks for now. Bye.
0: See you. Solar was brought to you by SunWiz, makers of PV Cell software that gives retailers the tools to stay ahead of the competition. Visit sunwiz.com.au, Australia's leading solar consultancy. Solar Insiders is also brought to you by Solar Analytics, designers and suppliers of smart solar monitoring. Visit solaranalytics.com.au,
2: get empowered and make the most of your home energy.